I Hurt is a podcast for all young people who have been wounded in their heart, in their relationship with God, in their body, or in reputation. I Hurt is for those who daily, often silently, cry, I hurt, but feel unheard. You aren't. I Hurt stands on the truth that Jesus Christ loves you and God your Father grieves deeply over what has been done or said to or about you. I Hurt is about God first, then about us. We believe God too cries, I hurt. Not only over the things done to us, but he equally hurts over the things done by us that hurt others and hurt him. Brad Ringer, and I'm the host of the podcast, I Hurt, and I'm here with my good friend, Jody. Hi. And uh, <laughs> Jody, it's, I, I had to take a deep breath before we started, because this started in September, do you remember? We had a big yeah. whiteboard, Yep. and I told Jody I wanted to do a podcast, and we wanted to get it done, and it was just like, you kind of looked at me was like I was nuts. I thought you were crazy. You, I was. <laughs> <laughs> but then, the closer it got, the more exciting it got. And so uh, this has been planned for a long time. This isn't something we've thrown together because both Jody and I really seriously care about hurting young people. Right, Jody? I know it's yeah. been on your heart. And uh, so we thought we'd just take the first couple minutes and introduce each other. So I'm going to let you introduce me first. Okay. And then I'll introduce you. Okay. Jody and I have known each other for a while. So go ahead, Jody. I know. It, I couldn't quite believe that nearly 10 years have passed since we wow. first met you. Um, I was 19 when I first met Brad and Robin, his wife, and I was that kid who grew up in a Christian family and went to a big church and loved Jesus, but I had a lot of stuff I needed to deal with, mm -hmm. and Brad and Robin came alongside me and discipled me, and they discipled us through our first, I think, five years of ministry, mm -hmm. and were real mentors to us. We didn't know what we were doing a lot of the time when we started out as you We still workers. don't, really. Yeah. <laughs> um, but to have two people that could speak into our lives and you were praying for us and you got to know us and got to know what we needed um, and you got to know our gifts and you got to encourage us in that too. Um, and then we served with Brad and Robin in 2019 for 10 months right before COVID ripped us away from the States. <laughs> Um, and then we've been back in the UK for two and a half years, and now we're back in the States, and we have the pleasure of working with Brad and Robin again and serving you guys, mm. whilst we serve the local church here too. And you're married. And I'm married. Yes. And when I first met you, you were engaged. Yes. And uh, your fiance's name was Joel, handsome, strapping young man. And um, But it was an interesting time in your relationship, and we really kind of got to know each other you had to be really raw and honest with us, both you and your husband. And I, I kind of tie that in with what we're doing here is because all the guests that we're going to have in this program are going to be people we know, yeah. people we trust, and people who will be honest. Because um, both of us have expressed many times we're tired of hearing superficial things or people saying things but not really giving specifics about the details that you need to know to understand the story and what God did. 
So, you know, I, when we met you that first time, I think the thing I appreciated the most was is both you and Joel, even though you were nervous as anything, were really honest with us, right? And that honesty, I think, has done nothing but drawn us as individuals and as couples closer together over those 10 years. I think when you're hurting and you find people you can confide in, you automatically go deeper with those people. Right. And that's what we found with you and Robin is we could take masks off and be real. And we found authentic friendship and authentic discipleship. Yeah. And we needed that. I grew up. And we did too. In, in a church that was performance based a lot of the time. And you didn't, you didn't take the mask off very often. And when we were training, we were encouraged to do that. And then we realized how important it was. So to do a podcast where we're asking people to take a mask off and to talk about the hurt and to talk about how God sees that and how he feels is so powerful. Well, you know, it's interesting. The Bible talks about the fellowship of suffering, right? And it's really been the hurtful things that you and I have gone through together that are the things that probably would be the most meaningful experiences we've had. Yeah. Um, uh, Jody and her husband, Joel, worked alongside of my wife and I when I came down with cancer. And uh, it was a very, very difficult time. I was very weak. I was very discouraged. And we really didn't do much ministry together. We just kind of lived life together. But that uh, moment in time was like you allowed me to hurt. Mm -hmm. And you guys entered into my hurt and ministered to us, including my wife and my family, during that hurt. And again, I think that all was part of the process that led to this day where um, us ministering to you as a young couple, you ministering to me as a minister, a little bit older, in ministry together. And that is just kind of bred in us uh, a desire to give other people an opportunity, if they're really hurting, to join with other people who have been hurting, but also maybe have found victory in that hurting as well. Yeah. So, um, okay, well, Jody is from England, correct? Correct. Okay, and you were born and raised there. Yep. Okay, and now you and your husband serve in a church as family pastors. You volunteer uh, and do some work with Pure for God. When I say Jody volunteers, she does, but it's, it's interesting because this podcast and a lot of what I do wouldn't exist without you because you're the brains of the organization. I come up with ideas and things and stuff like that, and Jody has to make them work. So at the very beginning, thank you for doing all the work you did over the last five or six months to make this moment possible. I really appreciate that. It's been a fun process. I think, well, if fun is the word you can use for a podcast called I Hurt. Yeah, yes. Um, actually, I remember being in Florida when you did the sermon, What Grieves God? Mm -hmm. And that was the first time I ever heard you talk about I Hurt. And it, originally it was called Grieve With Me. Mm -hmm. So can you tell everybody listening how that came about? Where did it come from? Yeah, it, well, it came through my life, but I was in England a number of years ago. I have to get my Bible here because I wrote these down. I was in a town called Woodbury. You know where Woodbury's at. And um, I was getting ready to speak on a Saturday night, and I went to sleep, and I woke up really early on a Sunday morning. And God just, I tell people, it was like he downloaded a message to me. It wasn't like, you know, I was thinking it out or writing down thoughts. It was like he came to me and he said, Brad, I want you to grieve with me, okay? And I go, 
okay. So I laid there and I thought of all the things I could think of that might upset God or hurt God, the world situation, family situations, relationships that I knew. But I knew I wasn't entering into his grief. I was just communicating to him things that I knew would grieve him. And so I laid there and I go, uh, I said, all right, Lord, what grieves you? And he gave me these 10 things. And these 10 things have just... I wouldn't use the word haunted, it's not the right word, but I've never been able to leave um, these thoughts every day. They come back to me that God is grieving over these things and he's inviting us to go into that grief with him. He's not asking that we just recognize the grief. He's saying, I want you to hurt over these things too. So those 10 things were this. He said, I grieve over the acute loneliness that exists in my people. And the word acute means just those sudden, deep, rushing seasons of loneliness that we face as believers. Secondly, the abysmal state of prayer in the church today. And I just taught on this a couple nights ago. We don't think our, our lives are abysmal when it comes to prayer, but read Pentecost. You know, read some of the great prophets, even read the prayers of Jesus the amount that they prayed and the passion with what they prayed and what they prayed for. And you begin to realize we really don't know how or what we should pray for often. And that breaks God's heart. Yeah. Um, and you can interrupt me anytime you want. You can fill in for my wife, Robin, because she would be interrupting me by now if she was here. <laughs> um, the third one is the vast unforgiveness that's in the church. There is so many people in the church that refuse to forgive or refuse to show mercy to each other. And that is, I think, to me, one of the ones that I lock in immediately in is as if a Christian can't forgive, it just breaks the heart of God. Number four is the increasing emphasis on a love that sacrifices truth. Most people think it's the other way around, you know, that people have truth, but they sacrifice in, a, in not doing it in a loving way. But what this is saying is, is people go around and say, all God is is love. And what he says is true doesn't really matter. Yeah. And that really distorts your Christian life. Um, Number five is the almost non-existent concern for the lost, blind, and condemned. That we don't care deeply enough to really passionately go out and tell people about Christ that don't know him. Uh, number six, the ever-expanding division in the church. Where that's we, a biggie. What? I said that's a biggie. It is. Yeah, I'm sure there's people listening here who've been hurt by that. Um, and this is... The quote from God, the ever-expanding division in the church, where we fight for the husks of non-essentials. In other words, we fight over stupid things, not important things. Number seven is sexual sin. Okay, didn't need any more comment than that. Number eight is the lack of discernment, which leads to the glorification of man. We're a stupid generation. We are spiritually. We, we get suckered into things that are completely true or aren't completely honest all the time. And that lack of discernment breaks God's heart because then we end up getting involved in things or in relationships that we shouldn't. Uh, number nine, he said, what grieves me most is the absence of my love among the people. And I had to concentrate on that one for a little while, realizing most churches, people love each other, but they don't love the way Christ loves. The sacrifice, the passion, the depth, you know, all of those things. And so I was, remember that night, it's two o'clock in the morning, I'm in this dark room, I counted up and I only have nine. And I said, I said, well, Lord, you said there was 10 things. And he said, Brad, the thing 
that grieves me, number 10, is that these things don't grieve you. Mm-hmm. And he was absolutely right. I couldn't deny it. And I remember wrestling with that, you know, from like four o'clock until I had to preach. And um, I got up and preached that sermon in Woodbury in, in England. And I've preached it a few times since. But it's just been like at the very core of my life that we need to be concerned about what hurts God and not just about what hurts us. Okay, so. There we go. There we go. Yeah. That's where it came from. Yep. Um, but also, lots of people listening know who you are and have a relationship with you or know of you through friends. There will also be people listening that have no clue who Brad Ringer is. So, who are you? Where did you come from? I don't know if I can quote the song because of copyright, but you know where I'm going with that. <laughs> um, and, you know, what has led up to this point in your life? So your ministry and, and Pure for God ministries and then maybe some just stories from your life that kind of give you, like, license and qualification to talk about this Speak stuff. Speak this. Okay. Yeah. Um, I was born. And uh, I had two parents, mom and dad, great parents. I had phenomenal parents and a very healthy upbringing, two brothers, and grew up in a church. And I was just a happy, nice kid. I really was. I, I just didn't get in trouble all the way through even junior high school and high school and things. And um, it was interesting because um, I think God gave me the gift of a healthy family and a healthy church because that gave me like training as a doctor almost in spiritual things. You know, sometimes when you're sitting with hurting people, they'd like to have some people that have had some help in their background to talk to too, mm-hmm. not just other people going through the same problems. So um, I accepted Christ at 16 um, in Buffalo, New York, in a church service where I was sitting in the back row, thought I was a Christian, and all of a sudden I'm standing up at the front giving my life to Christ. But the pastor said to me, Brad, are you you ready to give your life to Christ? I said, not yet. I said, I have to go to every single member of my youth group first and apologize to them. Because I was shy and I was quiet, but my one form of humor was making fun of people. And I had hurt a lot of people. And I didn't know at the time, but God said, you got to go and apologize to everyone first and then accept me. And that's what I did. But I think what he was saying is, is I can't use that mouth. You know, you can't have a mouth that's tearing people down and then go around and preach the gospel. So then I went away to college and uh, got called into the ministry there. And it was during my college years that I met my wife, Robin. Robin's awesome. Her great wife loves the Lord. She, too, has came from a healthy family, a healthy church. Um, and we've been married 42 years and love each other very deeply. Um, served as a youth pastor um, at a church in Long Island, which is kind of the city environment. From there, I went to my home church to become the youth pastor. And this is where the heart for hurting people really um, started to really gel. Uh, I went back there as the youth pastor. And the youth pastor that had hired me, in other words, my youth pastor hired me to come in and to do the job. I'd been there about three years, and it came out that he had been sexually molesting boys in our church. And um, I'm a very loving, shepherdy kind of guy, and it just devastated me to see the lives that were ruined that way. So many lives were devastated. So many lives were hurt. And it was at that point that I remember I was 
hit with this, and I was 24 years old. I didn't know what to do. I opened up my Bible, and I went like this, and my finger went to Jeremiah 29, verse 1, which said, Woe unto the shepherds that scatter the sheep of my field. Mm -hmm. And it talked about these shepherds that had hurt and maimed and destroyed these flocks. And then he said, I am going to also then raise up healthy shepherds. So I believe it was at that time that God placed in my heart this desire for purity, but also to be the kind of shepherd that just didn't stay with the healthy kids, went out and found the hurt ones. Um, then from there, um, I went to a little tiny church in uh, Cherry Creek, New York, and started with a youth group of three kids and a church of 30. And I began to see just the reality of the hurts that were in the lives of people. And... I didn't know anything better than just to love them. Uh, well, from there, I went to a place called the Buffalo Christian Center, and Pure for God was founded. And it was based on the premise of not just sexual purity, but that purity is about relationships that we have. It's about our speech. It's about the way we live our lives. Mm -hmm. And as I continued to speak about Pure for God, and I began to continue to minister to young people, what I kept seeing was more and more and more hurt. And so um, then came down with cancer and um, certainly went through my own hurt. It was a very difficult time. You know, you walked through that with me. And it was during that time of hurt, of physical hurt and being told I was going to die and all of a sudden get emaciated. And then to see God start to slowly rebuild my life, I began to say that's exactly what he wants to do in the lives of hurt, broken people. It doesn't have to mm -hmm. be cancer. It could be abuse. It could be alcoholism, it could be divorce, whatever's hurt you, that God can take you from that state of almost hopelessness and slowly begin not only to rebuild it, but actually give purpose to it. And so that kind of takes us to today. Um, you went back home to England with your husband, then you came back and joined us. And I think the one thing that's always kind of united our heart in ministry is that concern for abused and brokenhearted young people and to bring them hope because the church is not really succeeding at this right now. Mm -hmm. Some churches are, but the church as a whole is not doing a good job at recapturing and wounded people. So that's kind of where, you know, in a nutshell, where I heard came from. Well, and the tagline really of Pure for God Ministries is individual people are the most important thing. Mm -hmm. And sometimes people get lost in churches, even if they're healthy churches with mm -hmm. all the people and hurt goes unnoticed or it gets stuffed and I was at a point when I was 20 years old where I didn't know how hurt I was because you just stuff, stuff it, it. Yeah. and what God wants to do is bring that out of people and use others that are more wise and more mature and have walked those roads to say hey you're not alone yeah. and God sees you and God sees the hurt that you're experiencing and the hurt you you have experienced and he doesn't, he doesn't want you to sit in that and he has freedom for you and you don't, you, I think so often we feel alone until we speak out the hurt. Right. And it's in darkness and then we bring it and it comes into the light and then we can actually move and God can move and we can be free. Yeah, and you know, to me, I love the biblical image is, is that God sends people out to find those wounded people. People do need people. We need God more. But we can't just sit there and expect people that have been hurt and wounded to sit out there and on their own, all of a sudden things magically transform themselves. There are stories like that occasionally. But God sent me out as a shepherd to go look for hurt and wounded people. He's done the same for you. 
And I'm hoping that this podcast is a way through technology that we can speak to people, you know, that are listening who are hurt and haven't had a loving, caring person to talk to in a long time. And just a little bit of dialogue, a little bit of truth, a little bit of love can begin to to nurse some of those wounds and bring bring people back to health. And that's where our guests come in in the following episodes is talking to people who have had deep hurt and deep wounds and some really awful stuff has happened to them and done to them. They then in turn might have hurt other people in that hurt when it's Mm -hmm. unhealed. But none of the guests have stayed in that place. They've all sought the Lord and they've all come through it. And we that's the hope, is to bring people through the pain and through the hurt and figure out what the root is. Yeah. And then let God heal. Yeah. And again, just about the format of the program, you know, what we're going to do is we'll have some scripture read that's appropriate for hurting people. Um, then we're going to have guests on. And all the guests are people we know people we trust, people who have experienced deep hurt, real hurt. But these are all people that either I or you know that the way God has brought them through it, now what he's doing in their life inspires us. I need to be inspired. I don't know about you, but, you know, just hearing, you know, mundane, casual testimonies, you know, yeah. But when you see somebody come through a horrific thing or a terrible thing or a painful thing or a hurtful thing, like our, even our statement at the beginning says something that's hurt your bodily, it's hurt your mind, it's hurt your reputation to where you are having a hard time functioning. And they've gone through that. And all of a sudden, God's met them there and spoke to them. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, their relationship with God gets healed. Their hurt in their own life starts to get healed. And I think one of the beautiful parts is, is and you mentioned it, is, is then some of the people... They probably didn't do it meaning, meaningly, but they went out and hurt somebody. They can go back and reconcile there, too. And God can bring healing to every area of your life. Yeah. And that's what the hope of the testimonies are going to be during this. So, um, you know, I was out taking a walk this morning with my dog, Devin. You know, Devin, she's been barking in the background. And uh, she's a beautiful little dog. She's two years old, and she's a hunting dog. And I was walking uh, through the park with her, and all of a sudden... Um, she starts ranging off too far. And with a hunting dog, you have to train them to stay within a certain distance. So I called her back, and I'll, I say the same thing every time. Devin, come here. Or Devin, stay close. And if she doesn't stay close and she doesn't come here, eventually I'll say, come here. And she'll hesitantly come back, and then she'll sit down and I make her sit there until she knows I'm serious, right? And I was praying about that, and God says, that's exactly the way that he is with us. He wants us to stay close to him. When we range out too far, he calls us back. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because whenever I would call Devin to come back, she'd get that look like, uh-oh, I'm in trouble. But she's not in trouble. I bring her back, and if she's a little bit anxious or something, I'll have her just sit there quietly with me for a little while and then send her out again. And that's kind of like what the spirit of this program is, is that God's saying, if you're away from me, hurt person, come close. And the healing's not going to really happen until you come close. Mm-hmm. And you might fight it because it's hard for a hurt person to trust again. But ultimately, what the goal is, is you're going to be able to get close to people and God again, but you'll be able to sit with God again. And that's where real healing takes place in hurt. So um, our, our program is about hurting people, yes. It's about the way we've hurt other people. But the program really, Jody, is about God. 
It's, right. it's not about us. And it's not even about hurting people. And that might sound cold, but God breathes so deeply. In Isaiah 63, 9, it says this. It says, in all their suffering, he suffered too. And the angel of his presence saved them in his love and mercy. He redeemed them. He lifted them up and he carried them through all of their years. That when we hurt, God hurts. And God is suffering over the state of his church and Christians today. And he so desperately wants to pull those wounded people back into his presence where not only their hurt can be healed, but his can as well. That's really what all hurt, hurt's all about. Yeah. Okay? Would you like to pray as we end? Pray for everyone listening. Sure. While we end this introduction. Sure. Okay. I was just before we do that. I go. This isn't actually the first episode. No. This is the. Hey, what's it all about? Yes. Why are we doing this episode? So it's kind of. I was thinking it's kind of like a prequel to a movie. You know, like. But then I, that's not true because we haven't actually made one yet. This is actually the first episode. Yeah. But it's not the first episode. This is just kind of explaining to you where I heard it's going to go from this moment, right? So our prayer is, is that, that God will bring healing to you, listener, and to all of the people involved in this program through I Heard. So let's pray. Lord, uh, I am so thankful that you love me, so thankful you love Jody. I can praise and testify to you, Lord, and to before people that you have been so faithful to me through some really difficult times. And you have rescued Jody. And Lord, all of our guests that are coming, you've taken them through some really dark waters, some really deep times. And Lord, they've come out more alive and brighter. And I pray, Lord, that this program will be used just to be an honest look at hurt. It will be a place where people that are hurt will sense that they're loved and cared about by me and Jody and our guests. Um, but more importantly, Lord, that you could come through the airways, that you would help us to communicate the great love and grace that you have for people. So Lord, as we kick off, I heard, our prayer beyond anything else is that hurting people would know how to approach you again, God, and would be able to come close to you and sit and realize that there is hope for their healing, for their redemption, for their relationships, that these wounds not only would heal, but their lives could become great joy-filled and vibrant again. So God, we thank you and we praise you for this opportunity. So bless all the podcasts to come. And we pray this in Christ's name. Amen. Amen.